The Outfall Podcast, exploring the hidden edge of our natural water world and our infrastructure. Hey, this is Robert Osborne. I'm an engineer. And you know, it's hard to make that sound exciting. Engineer. (laughs) I'm David Ladner, and I'm a professor. That sounds even less exciting, probably, but I'm an engineering professor as well. Today, we talk about water with New York Times bestselling author Ron Rash. The I am haunted by waters. That's actually the last line in Hailed as one of the great American authors at work today, he is the author of Serena, The Risen, Above the Waterfall, The Cove, One Foot in Eden, and Saints at the River. After the interview, David and I talk a little bit about what is the outfall and what is ahead. Join us. We're meeting uh, right now in a secret boardroom (laughs) at the Hyatt. Uh, Ron's going to be giving the keynote for the Confluence Conference. I know a lot of y'all know about the Confluence Conference. Ron, this is exciting that you're going to be giving this keynote. Can you give us maybe a sneak peek of what you're going to be talking about? I'm going to be talking about the influence of water. Um, I thought if I had a title for this address, it would probably be I Am Haunted by Waters. That's actually the the last line in Norman McLean's uh, River Runs Through It, which is one of my favorite favorite books. And uh, water's been a, has a huge impact. Uh, it's everywhere in my, my writing, and I think it's there because I've always been drawn to water. You know, even as a child, I'm actually uh, going today going to read a poem called First Memory, and, and the first memory I have is actually being at my uncle's pond and uh, seeing the, the dragonflies and the tadpoles. And I think my, I, I go there again and again. Uh, as a child, I spent a huge amount of time on streams. Uh, my grandmother's farm was right on the Blue Ridge Parkway, so there were some beautiful streams that ran through there. And I've continued to be drawn by it. And I think as a, an artist, as a writer, I, what I love about water is how it conceals so much. There's always a mystery. What's beneath? And that, to me, is kind of what a lot of writing's about. What is beneath the surface of things? And so I'm very drawn to that. Uh, also, I grew up in a region, Western North Carolina, where there still was a lot of folklore about water. My grandmother would never let me go to the spring house. Uh, I loved to catch salamanders and crayfish as a child, but she would not let me disturb the um, salamanders in the uh, spring house. And it was because she felt like they were the guardian spirits of the water. Wow. And my uncle kept a trout in the, uh, in, uh, there was actually a trowel in the spring house. Uh, where water ran, and he kept a trout in there, and he would feed it cornbread, and it it lived there for a pretty long time. And what I found out years later was that in Germany, very often in villages, they will keep a, uh, a trout in the water supply, and that way they know the water is pure. And so what my grandmother was doing was, in a sense, those fact that those salamanders could live there was also a sign that the water was pure and of, of high quality. And so I think having that sense of mystery with water, uh, you know, that sense of what's beneath it, uh, perhaps being raised Southern Baptist, you know, I got dunked all the way in. Maybe that had something to do with it. And I've always been fascinated with the Welsh Celtic idea. My, my ancestry is Welsh. Rash is a Welsh name. That... Um, 
that the water is the conduit between the living and the dead. Mm. So that, that idea, particularly in uh, my novel, Saint to the River, is, is an important idea for me. And that takes place at Chattooga River, right? Uh, yeah, I, I renamed it the Tomasi. Right, right. Uh, and I didn't, there been, you know, I wanted to kind of remind readers, it, it, I did, it is fiction, I but guess. a lot of some, you know, a lot of what has happened on that river, uh, questions of uh, how much of the river can be disturbed, so those kinds of, you know, questions about environmental issues versus issues of, you know, people in complex situations where the water system might need to be disturbed in some ways. So, uh, uh, the complexity of those questions, uh, I've always been intrigued by. Now, I, I know we were talking a little bit beforehand about how maybe you didn't even realize how much water was important in a lot of your novels. Yeah. When did you become maybe aware that this, hey, this is kind of a theme? That yeah. Well, it was interesting because uh, the critics picked up on that before I did. I mean, to me, I, I, it wasn't so much I was just saying, well, I'm going to write about water or water issues or something. Uh, it was just, I think, uh, that fascination with it from childhood and, and the critics started pointing out and and they were right. I kept, you know, I kept looking and, uh, you know, a critic in France actually had written an article about, about water imagery in my work. And so, uh, yeah, it's there. And I think it's there because, as, you know, as I say, I think I've always been uh, drawn to it and, and drawn to questions about it. And uh, uh, as I've said before, just that idea of mystery of wanting to see the underside of, of, the, of uh, the river and of meaning of life. All those things kind of blend together. Can you tell us maybe a little bit about some of your upcoming projects you have? Or? Well, I'm working on uh, some short stories. I love to write short stories. Uh, working on a novella, which in some way does deal with some environmental issues. Certainly it's, it's uh, um, a sequel to my novel, Serena, which dealt more with the timber industry. But Obviously, uh, when you have that kind of intense logging, it affects the water quality, and actually that is addressed in Serena. Um, so yeah, I'm just you know continuing to write and uh, continuing to uh, visit the streams uh, of the area I love, uh, and you know up near uh, I teach at Western Carolina University, and my house up there is only three miles from the Tuckasegee River, oh. which is a beautiful oh, river. Fantastic. And so you know I've I've got water wherever I am, and I I guess that says something that I guess I've always lived near places that had a lot of water. Uh, I mean, there are always, you know, there were always, there was always water nearby. Sometimes it might be creeks. Right. Uh, now it's lakes. Right. But uh, uh, yeah, so I guess I can't get away from it. I'm, I don't think I'm going to be in, you know, Oklahoma or Nebraska. Your favorite, uh, your favorite book right now. Oh wow! And it could be a two if that yeah, you know. Okay. I always love asking folks. Yeah. What, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, I think one that's relevant today, and I uh, is, is Norman McLean's "A River Runs Through It." Yeah. I, I don't know of a novel, and it's very. It's not a biographical book. Uh, he might not even call it. He some. It's somewhere between a memoir and a novel, but just the uh, the sense of. Uh, History and the wonder of, of, of water and rivers and the beauty of them. Uh, so Norman McLean's A River Runs Through It is probably one of my very, very favorites. Uh, also, I'm a, a great admirer of the French writer John Juno, um, who writes a lot about uh, rivers and the natural world and the beauty 
of the world and the wonder of the world. Uh, and I, that's a part of, uh, you know, he's a, he's a writer that I really connect with. And, and when I, my books have done well in France, and very often the critics talk about a kind of connection between our writing. I mean, I've learned, you know, obviously he's a much greater writer, but uh, he's he died, I think, in 1950s, maybe. But uh, I learned a lot from him. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, and then I guess the, one of the last questions is, do you have a, a favorite quote? Oh, <laughs> Uh, you mean of, of anything? Yeah, it doesn't uh, have to be a. It could be a water quote, but yeah. you know, what's what's one of your quotes that oh, maybe wow. that you'll you'll dig okay. up for one of well, your kids? Or uh, how about the, my favorite quote that I've ever written? Okay, is it Fanta- that work? Yeah, fantastic. I think the, the 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 one line I'm probably proudest of is I have a character in uh, it says in uh, one of my books, uh, "A river is a vein in God's arm." Wow. How did you come up with that? I don't know, <laughs> but I, I felt like I'd said something there that I felt maybe. I love it's that. True. What is the outfall? Hmm. Why did we name our podcast this interesting or maybe not so interesting to some people name? You know, I think outfall is such an interesting word. If you go look at the definition of outfall, outfall is defined where a river or a drain empties into a, a river or lake, right? It's a, this concentration of flow. And that's sort of what I envision. I envision this podcast could be a place that concentrates water into bite-sized stories. You know, it's a, it's a place that's accessible to everyone, a place more fun than really super serious and, and more short than long and more lively than dull. I know. I mean, that's grand, isn't it? (laughs) Sounds fabulous. But I like this concept of the outfall. It's a place where you can go measure things. It's a place where everything comes together. The whole watershed above it kind of comes out at that location. It's the interface between society and and the environment. For me, it's a place where we can get into some meat, some technical details, but we'll balance each other out a little bit. Right. I like to have fun too, but I want to get a little bit into the technical side the nitty gritty. So should we tell them what's ahead? Absolutely. So I will say, uh, Dave and I have been meeting for the last two months. We're coming up with a long list of stories, but you know what? We want y'all to be involved too. Yes. If you have any stories, what can they do? Well, let us know. We have outfall.com that is online. You can go there and find a way to let, let us know about your story. We're interested in finding out what's out there. You can tell us about it and maybe we can produce something together. So these stories that we're going to be sharing with you, I think are interesting because they haven't been told, right? That's right. And the other interesting thing about it is that we're not reporters. We're doing this and this is a, this is not our day job. That means the podcast might be a little off or a little strange to some people. But hopefully we can interpret these things through a lens that you wouldn't find through normal journalism. You, Rob, a practicing engineer, myself, a practicing academician, we have a different perspective than a journalist would have on these kinds of stories. Maybe we can interpret things a little bit in a unique way. Fantastic. I'm looking forward. I'm excited. All right. Here we go.